Welcome to Mama's Pantry, Episode 7. Thanks for coming. Let's get started. For me, cutting people out is something that I don't usually choose on my own. I'm guilty of letting circumstances dictate my choice, even though I may have made that mental and emotional choice long ago, I wait least I have in my past waited for circumstances to be so dire or so one way or the other that there is no other choice, right? Which is not the best way to go about things. But for me, I think part of cutting people out of your life is setting parameters for what you're willing to have in your life, in your sphere, in your emotional existence, in your mental existence. You have drawn lines in the sand that you are willing to stick by and you're willing to define for people. And just defining where you stand on things that will ultimately put people on the other side of that line that takes courage and I'm not sure I have that all the time or in my past I think I'm gathering it I think for some it comes with age and experience I think for others they're born with those balls and are able to you know say this is what I want this is how I want it and if you don't fit in that then you're not going to be a part of it. And I've always really respected that. Now, does that come with downsides, being sort of that defined in your parameters of what's acceptable and what's not? Maybe. Maybe there's experiences and people you're not able to have because you've defined this or that as not being acceptable and you're missing out. Maybe. Um, Maybe not. Are you missing out if you don't know what you're missing out on? Not really. I don't think so. (laughs) I think you have to have a consciousness of something that you wish you had and aren't having that makes you, you know, think you're missing out. Um, The FOMO. Um, So... And I wonder if you, I I know I've thought about this while I was contemplating some of the thoughts that I was going to share with you guys 
Like, have I ever been that person that's needed to be cut out of somebody's life? Mm, probably. Um, that sucks to think about, you know, but I'm sure that for one reason or another, or for many reasons, I just am not the right person for some people, and um, maybe even a negative, and uh, yeah, so maybe I have been the one that's been cut out of people's lives. Um, it's funny, <clears throat> you get labeled things, and that you've made in certain parts of your life and so now there's this label of who you are and what you are and people make determinations as to whether or not they want you in their lives based on those factors and it's funny because I know people change right people grow we are our environment our experiences um, birds of a feather flock together we are with whom we associate. So all of those things are very fluid. And so what a person is today is very possibly not going to be the same person later down the road. And so when you cut people out, maybe that's a downside, right? Maybe there's parts of the equation you haven't taken account for and are cutting people out too soon or too hastily but it is a step that needs to be made sometimes right like there are toxic people there are people that are just not compatible with you and you don't really know that till you've walked the road with them a while seemingly people can be one way and then circumstances dictate that there is something else entirely you know sometimes when people are happy they're they're easy to be with how are these people when they're sad or when they're frustrated or when they're disappointed you know how how do people handle obstacles in their lives I think these are, at least in my experience, far more compelling questions as to whether or not I want people in my life, and on what level. Like, I know sometimes people make the decision, like, I'm not going to communicate with this person anymore, for whatever reason, many times valid reasons. It seems to me that you may be really, it may be a choice that's just not, um, although not easily made a necessary one, but at what level? Like, I think there's levels of detachment. You know, you can say, I don't want to be around this parent of mine anymore. They're an alcoholic, or they're abusive, or they're narcissistic, and it just doesn't do me well to be around them. 
but do I have to cut them out? Is that necessary? Is there some level of engagement that I can muster that can keep an important person in my life on some level? I mean, I guess you have to ask yourself what the motivation is in having that person in your life. But I think if you can keep some attachment on some level, you gain the opportunity to have something more again at some point or have something new at some point. I mean, I think there is a lifespan to the involvement that people have in your life. People come in and they come out and, you know, whether it's a long period of time or a short period of time, there was a a lifespan. There was a reason. There was a a, a genesis, a birth, a a middle, and and, and a death, an end. And um, it was everything it needed to be and everything it had to be, and and it comes to a close. And then there are people that you have throughout your entire life. So it's complex and I find the older I get the more I am definitely defining more lines and I'm becoming much better personally at like saying these are my lines but I'm still so codependent I'm still so attached to how the people I care about feel and that somehow I have ownership over those feelings and that I've been sort of programmed that in even the description or definition of that relationship it requires ownership of other people's feelings like as a parent or as a child you know what is my role what is my responsibility what is my duty what do I owe my parent what does my parent owe me and all of that gets convoluted (laughs) to this like gray space where I'm not quite sure should I say what I actually feel should I put it in a way that's like better received should I consider my audience when I'm speaking or should I just speak my voice and it's funny because this podcast is sort of a tangible example of that right like I come to you guys every episode thinking, you know, I want to be honest and real and authentic. And then I start to think, hmm, I don't want to offend. I don't want to say the wrong thing and have people think something negative about me. But I promise you, those thoughts, those little creeping, what is somebody thinking, those thoughts are few and far between. And every time I do another episode those thoughts become smaller and it's not that I don't care about you guys or what you think or what you feel when you're listening to me because I do in part I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't expect it to be shared expect it to be listened to and there is a responsibility and an ownership in that but ultimately I am doing this because I am enjoying this it's an outlet for me I love to talk. (laughs) That is no secret if you know me. And there's been some personal fears overcome by putting this out here, by 
sharing my voice, by sharing my stories, my thoughts. I haven't gotten even a fraction of personal intimacy with you guys yet. I look forward to doing that. I look forward to sharing more of myself with you guys. And I hope someday I'm going to know you guys better, the people that are listening to me. I hope that in some way you're going to be able to share parts of you guys with me. But just sharing some of your time to listen, it's, it's awesome. And setting the parameter in my head that this is first and foremost about me and what I want to say, and and then the secondary thought is is how it's, it's going to be received. That has been very powerful, not just doing this podcast, but how it's affected my outlook in all other areas of my life. It is not always easy to cut people out of your lives. Sometimes it's complicated. I'm certain that sometimes we make it more complicated than it needs to be. I am going to sneeze, y'all. Pardon me. Ah, okay. (laughs) Yes, this is live, and no, I am not going to edit, so uh, I'll talk to you guys some more about why (laughs) that sneeze might mean a little bit more today than on other days, (laughs) but I'll leave that for snack time. Um, Anyhow, yeah, I just, I've been thinking about the concept of cutting people out. I know that there's a lot of good reasons for why we think about this person shouldn't be around anymore or necessary for our well-being and our (coughs) sick oh my goodness I'm so sorry you guys I hope that did not kill any of your ears oh my gosh I'm gonna end this quickly so we don't do that again um anyhow if I feel like I need to touch on something again I will in leftovers Thank you so much for listening. Stick around for snack time, desserts. Uh, We'll have a fun recipe and uh, leftovers. Thanks for listening. to a sneeze or a cough or an upset stomach or a headache because y'all guess what I got my first shot of the vaccine for the COVID hello now I know some of y'all don't agree with the vaccine or have differing opinions as to whether or not one should be excited about getting said vaccine and although yes I'm excited that I got the vaccine I do have a little trepidation I do have a little bit of concern I recognize that this was um, a quickly made vaccine went through the trials more quickly than usual but it's not like the restriction you know the 
restrictions or not it's not restrictions it's not the right word but it's not like the um, threshold of what science approves as ethical or non-ethical it's not like those things were changed and we have been doing vaccines for an awfully long time and for the greater good of society those vaccines over the course of history have been lifesavers um i don't want to get into the the overall debate on vaccines right now and um again each to their own to some degree on this issue uh, but I am excited and although I'm a little bit nervous when I sneeze uh, today or I haven't gotten a headache so far um, my left arm which is the sight arm of where the shot was given administered uh, that is a sore a little bit in the shoulder, it's um, when I get to about, you know, 45 degree angle with my arm and shoulder, uh, it starts to hurt a little bit, not, uh, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the less amount of pain, 10 being the worst, it's like a 1, it's it's sore, it's not, I shouldn't even say painful, it maybe gets a little bit like a, a an overused muscle would get a little tinge when I overextend it, but um, for now, it's okay. I will say that I got the shot at about 11.30 this morning and decided for some odd reason at around 2 or 3 this afternoon that I was going to mop and vacuum and sweep and um, use said arm far more than I probably should have and will probably be a contributing factor to any soreness or pain that I feel tomorrow. Um, So we'll see. Um, I don't foresee any problems sleeping. I haven't had any issues with a headache thus far. I hate saying that because I can get migraines sometimes, and so I'm a little um, concerned about like saying, like, like jinxing myself by saying I haven't felt anything. But so far, I haven't. I'm trying to keep myself, you know, snacked up so I'm not. My blood sugar isn't dipping. I'm trying to keep well hydrated. Those of you who know me well, this can be tricky when we're talking about actual water intake (laughs) opposed to other fluids like soda pop or milk or coffee or tea or I'm not big on juices, but some juices, so anything but water, but I do drink some waters (laughs) and I'm trying to increase that amount. and should overall be drinking more water anyway, so, but we don't need to get into all that right now. <laughs> Anyhow, so that's why I was sneezing, or, or at least um, it gave me pause when I did sneeze earlier during the podcast, uh, because I did get my shot today, so uh, I'll keep you guys posted on any adverse uh, symptoms I might have from from my first shot, my second shot, and final shot for um, being 
vaccinated um, to the COVID, probably not to the variants, but definitely to the COVID SARS-2, COVID-19. Um, anyways, um, that should be uh, towards the latter part of April. Let's see, what else do I want to tell you guys? Um, affirmation for this week is don't worry about the audience speak your truth so I'm going to try and use that as much as I can keep that at the forefront of my mind Um, I think brutal honesty is not necessary all the time and sometimes it's exactly as it stays brutal and I'm not really that kind of a person so um but speaking my truth is important and not worrying about said audience when speaking the truth so in any case also um I wanted to let you guys know that the roller skating thing is so much fun I am really enjoying it I got all my safety equipment now, so I've got my hand guards, my knee guards, my elbow guards, my helmet, and my 34-year-old skates. I am contemplating buying new skates because, I mean, they're 34 years old, so why not get some new skates so but uh that's just the thought right now i will also keep you posted on that news but for now i'm using my old skates and i'm having a blast i really want to get on a rink but more than that i'd love to own a skating rink or run a skating rink or a really open and operate a skating rink that would be so much fun Anyhow, what else? Um, There was something else I wanted to get to you guys, but I think I'm going to leave it at that because I can't think of it and I have not taken any notes for this particular episode, which normally I always have some guardrails, so to speak. I usually have some basic ideas that I wanted to share with you guys. Ooh, that makes me think of one because I just, like, my brain was just imaging some of the notes I had taken, um, um, for other, for other podcasts. And one of the things that I hadn't gotten to in earlier podcasts that I want to talk to you guys about is, um, names, because in one of my podcasts, my brother and I were speaking on the phone and of course, silly, uh, reference to somebody calling their name, their kid's name, uh, poop, which of course is, (laughs) um, I don't think anybody's ever going to call their kid poop. Let's just cut to the chase. That's not really a viable name for a child. Um, maybe in another language, though, like mierda is shit or poop in Spanish. That kind of sounds nice. Um, but but no, more importantly, how powerful names are. And as a parent... And, and maybe, you know, this is also true when you have a pet. Anything that you're going to name, a car, a vessel, uh, giving a name is like, it's got some gravity to it. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know why I wanted to bring that up, but I did, so there you go. Let that simmer in your head, right? Um, anyhow, 
I might expand on that topic another time, another episode. If I have forgotten anything um, that I really thought I wanted to catch up on with you guys, I will either catch it in leftovers or maybe we'll leave it for desserts, which is coming up next. So enjoy. dessert time. So, I want to keep it nice and sweet and just let you guys know that when it does come to the roller skating, part of the reason I love it so much, it's it's an extension of dancing for me. It's like another medium to use my body with music and I love to dance. It's one thing, an attribute of mine that I would say I've had right out the gate and um, have loved it. It has been uh, an integral part of who I am and moreover, it's music and how it moves me literally um, to the point of dancing. Music for me speaks to my emotions, it speaks to an age that's in my head given the particular music, it energizes me, it enriches me, it enlightens me, (laughs) and music really, truly, 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 truly is... cellularly a part of me and I I attribute that fact to why I am a good dancer and probably with you know good training I would be uh, an excellent dancer so I just wanted to share that with you guys the roller skating is really tapping into uh, a nice soul enriching part of myself and I am loving it. It's funny that school and this podcast and, you know, finding hobbies that I once had or discovering new ones, I'm just feeling very enriched lately and that is feeling really great. And I was laying in bed with my beautiful son three years old and there isn't an ounce of him that isn't perfect (laughs) and wonderful and he's so so loving in a way that is I don't know 
just, just perfect. It's timing, it's everything is just perfect. And I am so fulfilled, you guys, and you are a big part of that. And I thank you for sharing, uh, again, your time with me. We have, like I had said in the last uh, podcast, last episode, that there's a birthday coming up and it's right around the corner. But this weekend is Easter and I am excited to celebrate spring, which is what Easter is for me. And I'm looking forward to enjoying the sweet uh, flavors in the candy, the sweet smells of the flowers in bloom, the sweet sunshine, even if it's shining through rainbows and and soft rain, I'm going to be a happy camper. So I hope you guys are enjoying your weekend this weekend, and I really do appreciate you taking a little time to share with me. address the meat and potatoes section because there is a part that I wanted to touch on although I'm not going to get in too deep with it when it comes to cutting people out I have ghosted I don't know if you're familiar with that but I have been guilty of ghosting somebody persons (laughs) and I have certainly been ghosted on more than one occasion and it kind of sucks that I've actually done it knowing how shitty it feels I think the first time I was ghosted (laughs) if you will um, was way back when ghosting wasn't a thing right and it was probably a lot easier to quote unquote ghost somebody because there wasn't social media and so or maybe it was less easy to go somebody. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's, I don't think that ghosting was really even a thing. I think to ghost somebody means that you don't, you know, you, you block them from all social media so they don't exist. Um, it's sort of in that realm where ghosting exists. But on a broader definition of ghosting, where you just, you know, have had an encounter, a relationship, a experience, maybe for a long time, maybe it was a short time, but at the end of it, you don't even act like that person exists anymore. You block their phone number, you don't, you, you, you don't ever allow any contact ever again. You change your name on some levels. I've never done that, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, you ghost in every sense of the word. They don't exist. And it it feels shitty when it's done to you, especially if you're vested in somebody at all, which, for sure, I've been. And I, I kind of really feel grimy about the fact that I've done it. 
but it comes back to that whole having balls about the parameters and your lines in the sand and if you're not happy with somebody or something you should just say it right just be direct and honest and open about what you want and what you don't want and I think an element of ghosting is not being able to face that or people or conflict or whatever it's a pussy move excuse my French but I think that's what it is anyhow um, I think that's all I wanted to touch on if you guys ever think I've made a mistake or that I needed to add something or I forgot something remember that you can email at mama's pantry at gmail.com M-O-M-M-A P-A-N-T-R-Y at gmail.com and also we have a Facebook page Mama's Pantry and um, yeah there's even if you are getting this podcast on Spotify you can leave me a message that would be awesome be sure to hit that follow button so that um, I get a broader audience this is a sponsored podcast um most of the time I'm not going to do that with every episode but um and a reminder that there will be t-shirts available um and I'll give you more details about that as the upcoming episodes follow thanks again for listening stick around for the recipe it's actually sweet treat recipe it's a dessert recipe so enjoy is a semi-homemade recipe. It's called s'more brownies. S'more because it's like s'mores. We're going to have marshmallow and brownie, but no cracker, no graham cracker. You're going to use whatever box brownie mix you would like and go ahead and follow the box mix. Although, depending on what the egg um, ingredient is, usually it's one egg for a box of brownie mix, you're going to increase that to two eggs. You're going to add an egg to whatever the brownie mix calls for and then follow the rest of the ingredients as the mix sets out. Set that brownie mix aside. You can actually go ahead and put it in your baking dish. The s'more ingredients, the mallow, you're going to use Jiffy Mallow and put it into a medium saucepan over a low heat with a tablespoon to two tablespoons of salted butter. Mix that up and go ahead and put that over the top of your brownie mix, which is in the baking dish at this point. And by the way, preheat your oven as the box calls for then in a small skillet you're going to cut up three piece thick sliced pieces of bacon in about one inch pieces and cook it about three quarters of the way to fully cooked you do want it on the crispier side and before it's all the way done like i say three quarters of the way through you're going to add 
two teaspoons of table sugar, white sugar. And this is gonna make it a candied bacon. Once that bacon is all the way cooked, crispy, you're gonna set it and let it, the grease drip from it, let it cool a bit. Cut it up just a little bit on a cutting board with a knife. You want it at smaller pieces and spread it out, sprinkle it about on top of the mallow that's sitting on top of your brownie mix in the baking dish. And now you're gonna go ahead and bake that at the directed baking instructions on your boxed brownie mix. And there you go. Bon appetit.